Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider donating to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. Well, this week, I wanted to explore the topic of speaking our truth and living authentically when there are things that we don't want to say out loud. And I wanted to begin with something that actually inspired this episode. One of my favorite shows of all time is a show called Six Feet Under. And I'm not going to give away the plot, although I think every single one of you should watch this show from start to finish. But the main character is obviously on a journey in the five seasons of the show. He is immersing himself into this life that he ran away from and desperately trying to be known. And his father has just died and he realizes that he knew nothing about this person. And he's talking with his new girlfriend and she is listening to him perseverate on this loss and how he'll never have a relationship. And she says, if you didn't know him when he was alive, you never will. And he immediately turns around and says, I don't want to be somebody that when I die, nobody knows who I was. And she simply says, so don't be. And I loved that scene because it was a reminder that we can rewrite our stories. That just because up until this point in our life, we have been living a certain way or our relationships have unfolded in a certain way, it's not the final chapter of the story. And before we dive into any topic in these episodes, I always really like to invite you to pause and think about what this looks like in your own life. Because I could sit here and tell you a million stories about my life, but it wouldn't apply. And this is about a universal lesson and a universal thread that moves through all of our lives. So as I'm sitting here and I open this episode about speaking our truth and living authentically and all of the things that we don't want to say out loud, I want you to pause and think about what that is in your life. What is something that you know needs to be said, but you have been unable to say it? What is the thing that is just too horrible to say out loud, too scary, too overwhelming? And in what areas of your life do you feel that you are not living authentically or you are not speaking your truth? And what's preventing that? Whether circumstances or the story you keep telling yourself about what would happen if you did. And as we're talking about this, a great place to begin is thinking about what has happened to us in our past when we have spoken our truth, when it was inconvenient when it wasn't what someone wanted to hear, when us living authentically or just really being ourselves was a challenge to our circumstances, and what are the consequences of choking on our words, of not saying what needs to be said. I'm sure every single one of us has that thought in mind of that moment when I should have said this or I should have done that, 
Why didn't I speak up? Why didn't I say what I was thinking? Why didn't I say what I was feeling? And we would, if we could, go back in time and change it. So what's preventing us from doing that now? And I don't say that to make anyone feel like they have to bully themselves. I deal with this too all the time. (laughs) That's why I'm talking about it because it is a very human experience. But I want us to think about what happens to our self-perception when we are constantly choking on our words, when there is constantly something that is left unsaid, and when we're really not being truthful with ourselves or the people in our lives. And then how does our perception shift of the world around us and our place in it and how people see us and our role in their lives? I think a really powerful example of this is what is happening inside of us when we push people away by saying, I'm fine. And they ask us how we are and we say, I'm fine. And I can tell you, uh, when I say I'm fine, things are usually about to be burnt to the ground. (laughs) Me saying I'm fine is a real red flag that something is wrong because that is me trying to hold up the mask and not invite you in and not let you know what's going on. And there may be a lot of reasons for that. So I'm not saying we have to pour our heart out to everyone we meet. But if most of the time we are really putting in a lot of effort to maintain that mask instead of inviting connection, I think it's really important to look at because we do shut down connection when we compartmentalize our feelings, our thoughts, what we think we can or cannot say. I also think it really turns the dial down on discernment. If I am not regularly tapping into that muscle of emotional discernment, how do I know when I can say something to someone? How do I know when I can be vulnerable? How do I know when it's safe to be authentic if I never let myself go there and I never let myself get uncomfortable? I talk about secondary gains on this podcast a lot because I think it's an invitation to look at the other side of the story we're telling ourselves. So what is our secondary gain of creating a false image of having no needs, no pain, no desire, no discomfort, no anxiety, no wants, nothing? What do we get from that? Is there some sense of security or some insurance that no one will ever know us, but at least if they never know us, they'll never reject us. I think about that a lot. And I think that when we inventory our past experiences of opening up in those really vulnerable moments, and we can think about what actually happened. Were we shamed? Were we mocked? Was there sarcasm? You know, very often, I think this culture is focused on almost mimicking like reality TV and everyone has those like one-liners and just how uncomfortable that is when you are really trying to show up for yourself and share yourself with someone else and say something that you are so uncomfortable to say. And that's really important to be able to do that. Because when we can do those things, when we can say the thing that needs to be said that we don't want to say, we also build up our ability 
to sit with someone else when they're sharing that type of information. And that's what this is all about. That's what connection is. That's what intimacy is. That's what vulnerability is. And as cringy as those words can be, it's the source of all goodness in our lives. So what happens when we are making ourselves small or making ourselves invisible? And what story were we told about that? And I encourage you to think about maybe the house you grew up in, maybe your earlier relationships. What was the benefit of hiding who you were? And again, I don't say this for anyone to beat themselves up. I say this for awareness. And when we have awareness, we can take accountability and we can take accountability, we can take action. So for a lot of us, maybe this was a survival technique. It was that for me. I know that. Um, If I could hug the wall and be invisible and be perfect (laughs) and no one could have anything to say, that ensured my safety. But what happens when our survival mechanisms, yeah, they help us survive, but they are absolutely what prevents us from thriving. And as I bring up this topic, I know that we're not all in the same place. So it can be pretty confronting for some of us if it's the first time we're really thinking about that. But it's also very human and it's something we all go through. Every single one of us has patterns of behavior and communicating and relating and being in relationships with others based on what they had to do to feel safe. And The problem with living a life at that level, that hypervigilance, having to play chess in every encounter, every relationship, is that we can't have that safe feeling of vulnerability. If I think that, you know, some zinger is coming out of someone's mouth, or I'm going to be shamed, or I'm going to be mocked, or worse, there's going to be aggression or fear when I show up as myself. How am I ever going to connect? How am I ever going to be vulnerable with other people? And how will I ever be vulnerable with myself? And as an adult, we need to be able to be vulnerable in our relationships, our everyday relationships, but also with the people we love the most. Because if that wasn't safe for us growing up, if that was a source of violence or discomfort or shame or mocking, How can we ever tap into that side of ourselves? And I bring up the example of us being younger because as a kid, you are brought into a system where you are depending on others, where you are learning about vulnerability and safety. And as a kid, when you have to hide who you are and what you need in order to be safe, it is really difficult to discern or deal with how and when to be visible as your real and authentic self later on in life. So this practice of discernment and leaning into discomfort and vulnerability is so important, despite all of our many, many efforts to avoid it. And then I think it's really helpful to look at our fears around really being seen and what that brings up for us. What are we hiding from? What are we unwilling to look at within ourselves? What don't we want anyone else to know about us? 
to be our authentic, messy, insecure, sometimes very wrong and very human selves is difficult because we have to drop that mask that we have been holding up for so long. And yeah, that mask is heavy and the act of holding it and holding on to it all the time is actually preventing us from receiving things or going after what we want. But that mask helps us maintain this idea that in order to be safe or accepted or loved, we have to be easy, uncomplicated, agreeable, non-existent, quiet, or whatever other people want us to be. And I think if we pause and reflect on some of our relationships, we'll see where we are turning down our voice, where we're holding up that mask, where we're hiding parts of ourselves, and what that's doing to the relationship and how it chips away at that authenticity, our connection, our intimacy, our vulnerability, or we live a quiet life where no one really knows us. No one knows who we are. No one knows what we think or what we want or what we like or what we hate or what we're scared of or who we want to be. Because when we live that way, we don't have to deal with rejection or the possibility of abandonment or shame. So we prevent all of that by abandoning ourselves first, by silencing our voice, by moving like a ghost in the background of other people's lives. And I'm talking about this because it's something I do all the time. And I know I'm not special. I'm not a unicorn. I'm not that unique. I know that on some level, we all do this. So it's not about immediately shutting down and saying, no, 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 I've never done that. It's about inviting yourself to think, when do I do that? What is the secondary gain of me doing that? What types of relationships do I have in my life because of that? And how different would those relationships be if I stepped into my authenticity? And what would happen to us if we took that risk of being vulnerable, complicated, authentic, or simply different than others expect us to be? For some of us, we have a lot of fear around that. Those abandonment wounds or those fears of rejection, those are real. They are profound. They direct our thinking, our behavior, and what will become of us when we actually do have something important to say, and we don't know how to say it, and we don't know who to say it to, and we don't know when the situation is safe because we haven't been practicing, we haven't been showing up, and we've been hiding from ourselves and others. And how can we release ourselves from that story that tells us As long as we can move through life and handle anything that happens without any kind of response, without any feeling, without it affecting us emotionally, then we are acceptable. Then we are worthy of love. Then we're worthy of care because we haven't shown any emotion. And if we do show our human side, if we fail, if we falter, if we have a wide range of emotions, we have instantly inconvenienced others and devalued ourselves. That's a very difficult story to step away from because it requires us to trust that who we are is enough and that who we are is 
all of who we are, including all of the things we try to hide from other people that we think are not worthy or are devalued or are problematic. And that means all of the things we try to hide from other people and pretend don't exist within ourselves, our insecurities, those moments of failure, those times when, you know, our story gets away from us and we don't know how to handle something and we can't be perfect. What happens in those moments? And what happens when we do show up? And we step into our authenticity and we begin to use our voice. You know, I love to come on here and say, oh, everyone will stand up and give you a round of applause because they are so happy that you finally were true to yourself. And in my experience, that is actually not what happens. (laughs) So I'm going to share that with you, that not everyone in our lives will instantly respond the way that we hope that they will. When we begin using our voice or living as our authentic selves, because remember, we are the ones who have been hiding something from other people. And it can be really helpful for us to remember that we are the ones changing the game in this situation. If you have never shared a thought or feeling and all of a sudden you begin doing it, people are not used to it. When you start living your life authentically and making the decisions that are best for you, maybe people are not used to it. If you've been accommodating everyone, if you have been acquiescing all the time and you begin to put yourself first, which you have every right to, people are not used to it. We presented ourselves one way and then we decided that we wanted something different. And while it hurts, it's also okay that other people have a reaction to that. I think the work for us in those moments of insecurity or rejection or loss is to sit with it instead of running away from it. And that can look like instead of villainizing the other person or saying that we don't care, we can accept that this change, this shift in the dynamic is a loss and a really powerful way to honor loss is to grieve. And you're allowed to grieve the loss of a relationship. You're also allowed to grieve the loss of your uncomplicated, very hidden self. I always like to say that an articulated truth will not lead us astray. When we share our truth, we give silent permission to the person beside us who may not have the words yet to do the same. Our power will begin to take root as the direct result of an articulated truth because truth is a key. And I like to think of it as that unlabeled key that we find in the bottom of our junk drawer. The one that you thought you didn't need to put a label on because you told yourself you'd remember which door it opened. But then years pass and truth stays in the bottom of that drawer and all the doors around you seem to shut slowly and quietly, almost without you noticing. And when you finally have it again, this key, this truth, you turn it over in your palm and you touch the ridges with your fingertips and you try to remember which lock it fits into. And you realize you might have to test this key, this truth in all the doors of your life to see which one it unlocks. And you might be surprised 
at which door eventually swings open. I want you to think about the words inside of you that are dying to come out. What are you choking on? What needs to be said? What do you want? What do you need? What is preventing you from communicating those things? What do you think will happen if you share your truth? Which part of your life will deconstruct? And which parts of your life will begin to rebuild? Until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Take a moment to rate and review this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.